and uh, rather aggressive. <laughs> uh, good choice of words, I would say. Uh, it's a very aggressive list. We were very aggressive two years ago when we did it, and right. we were very fortunate to really we addressed every single goal. Camp for Franklin, that is Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR-FM, and in the local Franklin Mass FM radio dial, 102.9. There was a council meeting on Wednesday, so we're here today with our council chair, Tom Mercer, to do some quarterbacking. Tom, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, Steve. Oh, good. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yes. no, it's a good, uh, it's been a good day, it's been a good holiday season, Uh uh, you know, we joked about just uh, before we came online, uh, I was fortunate or unfortunate. I had some uh, knee surgery over right after Christmas. The day after Christmas, I had a knee replacement. So uh, so part of the holidays have been a little uh, uh, a little tough uh, with the rehab, but uh, I'm really feeling pretty good. Uh, was able to make the council meeting a week after surgery. So, uh, well, and I think to the point, and certainly we're not doing medical advice here, but I always <laughs> talk with your doctor, et cetera. But I think in your case, clearly you were in pain and didn't want to wait to whatever the future month was. And it ended up being a perfect time to do it because to your point, you're, I mean, the technology is such that they had you walking within what, 24 hours anyway? I, I was up and walking four hours after surgery. Right. They had me walking, you know, a few steps. Yeah. They had me up and going. But, you know, I, I sit here today, eight days, nine days later, and I'm not using crutches. Um, just uh, except every once in a while, my wife yells at me and says, <laughs> oh, you take a crutch if you're going the, outside. The assistant uh, doctor, of course. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, uh, but other than that, I feel great. But uh the jokes were on uh, Councillor DeLorco and myself. You know, he was sitting there with a neck brace on from his accident. And right. I'm sitting there with crutches on the floor and a new titanium knee. <laughs> uh, all the young people are looking at us saying, oh, wow, is this what happens? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think the, the other point I'll, I'll make legitimately, too, is that clearly for what had happened, both of yours recoveries are such that you're there, you're participating fully and functionally. That That's all goodness on, on both sides. I mean, you're not getting paid big bucks. We've talked about that before. You're not getting paid big bucks to do this and you're there. So yeah. that's good. Well, you know, I, I feel I made a commitment to the community, uh, and a commitment to the residents uh, to be there. And uh, especially sitting as chair, uh, I, I know since I've been on the council, I did a couple of remote, but I, uh, in 14 years, uh, 13 years, I haven't missed one council meeting. And, mm -hmm. uh, that's a, so that's I, I wasn't going to let this happen either. So. <laughs> <laughs> so under a little, maybe, you know, there was a little bit of pain there, but uh, uh but it was good. Uh, I was able to do it and uh, feel good about it. And it was a it was a good meeting. We set our our goals and work plan for the next uh, 
term in the next two years, and obviously we'll come back and tweak it in uh, January of 25 right. um, for that kind final midpoint year. pressure check. Yeah. health check as to what, where, where, how far along are you? Maybe think some things have changed. Maybe some things you've completed and now you've got, or at least moved along sufficiently. You can add some of the other things that either reprioritize or just bring some things back into the mix. Absolutely. So, so yeah. it's all good. Definitely. So for the listeners, um, if you're new to us, Thank you for joining. Um, and if you're familiar, you can just tap away for a couple of seconds. But for the new listeners, yeah, so there was a council meeting Wednesday night. And what we do in the day or so after, depending upon the schedule, we just say, okay, what just happened? And what does it mean for Franklin residents and taxpayers to condense? In this case, it was about a two-hour meeting, but they've been longer. And they'll, it's, business, it's town business. So long or short, it's town business. It's all good. So Absolutely. Jumping into that, uh, King Street apparently had let their license lapse at some point in time, and now under yeah. new ownership, they came back for a no-alcohol license. Yes. Uh, basically, what happened is uh, there was a change of ownership at King Street and King Street Cafe, and they did have a common victualers license, and now uh, they had let it lapse uh, just before they... Uh, sold out and uh, uh, now the new owner is in there and it's been settled in for a couple of months and uh, they've come back and applied for uh, the common victualers license again. So uh, last night we were at a public hearing and then voted to support the license and pass along to ABC and away they go. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and I think this harkens back to our discussion. I think we had as we close out the year that this is one of the kind of the untapped marketing opportunities for Franklin is that folks who want to do business, want to open a restaurant. We have an unlimited cap in terms of alcohol licenses we can offer to restaurants. Absolutely. And we are very fortunate uh, to be in that position, but we are in that position and it's a good thing. Uh, so we were able to approve that. And, you know, if there's other restaurants looking to come to the community, come on ahead and yep. uh, we'll find a way to get you the license. So, yes. And obviously they'll still have to do the tip training oh, and all that absolutely. kind of good stuff. But, you know, that's just doing good business. And that's what we want anyway. Absolutely. I'd yep. love to see some more restaurants come into town. And then as you uh, started mentioning you, the bulk of the meeting was really around the work plan or goals, according to some counselors and how the wordsmithing. I mean, it's effectively the same thing. What is the town going to prioritize over the next two years? Um, clearly, you'll help facilitate that with the budgeting because some things clearly require funding more so than others. Um, some things just simply need priority in terms of time and effort and resources. Yeah, uh, you know, what we what we generally do is after a new council's uh, uh, elected and uh, in January of, you know, two months after the election, so to right. speak, we generally get together and uh, look at what goals or what work for what the work plan is for the next two years. And then we tweak where we need to uh, at the halfway point. So. Uh, last night was our goal setting, uh, or I'm sorry, Wednesday night was our 
goal setting, work plan. Uh, you know, people want to call it different things and that's okay. It means the same thing as far yeah. as I'm concerned. It's what we want to accomplish over the next two years. So whether you call it a work plan or goals, uh, I'm good with either one. And it was, uh, it's a very, it's a long list. And uh, rather aggressive. <laughs> uh, good choice of words, I would say. Uh, it's a very aggressive list. We were very aggressive two years ago when we did it. And right. we were very fortunate to really, we addressed every single goal. Uh, we may not have completed them, but we addressed every single goal in that, in our last uh, uh, work plan or goal session. Mm -hmm. So this time, uh, you know, in my discussions with the town administrator and the administration, I said, no reason to stop now. Let's stay aggressive and uh, let's let's get as much on the table as we possibly can and see what we can get done over the next next couple of years. Mm -hmm. So there was an aggressive list put together and, you know, some of it in, involved finance. You know, we kind of categorized a lot of it. Uh, a lot of it uh, went to economic development, public works, facilities, general government, government and administrative, uh, you know, being presentations, discussions. And then uh, obviously the council uh, had gotten these last week and had an opportunity and knew a lot of what was going to be on it because we talked about it through the course of the year. Let's put this on next year's uh, sure. goals. Uh, so Wednesday night, we had the opportunity for the counselors uh, as well as the public to take part and say, mm -hmm. you know, is are we missing something? Is there something that's more important than something else that's on the list? Uh, so the counselors and the uh, uh, residents had an opportunity to speak on it. And as we went through the council, uh, you know, uh, again, continuing to be aggressive, uh, I was kind of writing down as everybody was giving their little bits and we were up to uh, about 17 uh, additions to an already aggressive work plan. Right. But when we did, when we looked at them uh, after everybody spoke and had an opportunity to talk about the things they wanted to make sure were on there, in some cases, we were able to just tweak the language that was already there in our work plan right. that a uh, that gave us a little wider range and an ability to draw more into that particular subject. So there were a few of those. Uh, there were a, a bunch of the 17 items were really going to come out of the master plan when sure. that's done. Yep. Uh, so after talking about it, uh, we decided let's leave it. Let's leave those items with the master plan because that's really where that those items belong. And they're coming. I think uh, Councilor Jones referenced they've got their dates set for the meetings and their presentation. I think the planning board and council is now set for September. Yes, it is. Right? 
And, uh, you know, uh, I did talk to Councillor Jones offline a little bit. And, uh, uh, you know, that that might be a little bit aggressive. Uh, but uh, I told him, let's leave it on the books and let's, uh, at worst case, we can use it as an update as to where the master plan committee is sure. at that point. Yep. And then if we need to extend the time frame of the master plan, I'm okay with that yeah. because that that is our that's our uh you know we we use that as we move forward. Uh we you know every 10 years we put together a master plan. Well, to a certain extent, if anything, the in my and for the simplicity of it, the master plan effectively is kind of the 10-year work plan of which you only are looking at two years at a time based upon things that are going and they're in, and that's one thing, they've got so many meetings, subcommittees, et cetera, I can't keep track of them physically to go all of them. There's just so many. Yeah, um, and that's exactly right. There are there are a lot of subcommittee meetings and uh, as part of the master plan. So uh, it can be it it can be a little cumbersome uh, if people are looking at it because in fact, there's so many subcommittees and, you know, one's meeting here, one's meeting the next night, one's right. meeting the next yep. night. But there are different people that are involved in those. They're all part of the master plan committee. Oh, yeah. But they have subcommittees within. They're divvied up. Yeah. yeah so dividing and conquering. The point there is simply that that's where a lot of this good work is being done. They'll hash out this and that, et cetera, and then come forward with, the list of the action items, which for the next 10 years, then you'll be selecting kind of a two-year portion of that absolutely. as needed. Yeah, and that's absolutely right. So uh, uh, so I think it was a good session. I think we ended up, uh, besides tweaking a few, we ended up uh, adding maybe two or three items, and we actually deleted one because we kind of moved it to the master plan. So yeah. uh, so that was, that was uh, uh, what I felt was a really good session. There were some people in the uh, council chambers uh, that were there for different reasons. One were, was the flag issue that, uh, you know, is, has been on the forefront in the last few months. So that's obviously part of uh, the plan. Uh, Part of the plan as we move forward. Yep. Uh, so, and you know, somebody else spoke about the uh, uh, sidewalks and the uh, plowing of the sidewalks, yeah. and we go back and yeah. look at them. And you know, I kind of I tried to let people know in in that particular case, we had already said that. Let's look at it for a year and then we'll come back and see. Right. So I don't look at that as a part of the work plan because we've already started that. That was sure. part of last year's. Yeah. And if we have to tweak it moving forward, then we will continue to do that. So, yeah. And I think the other two kind of themes, if anything, between the online audience and the in-person audience, certainly housing, which we've talked of many times, is a major issue, major concern. 
and climate. Affordable housing. <laughs> Truly affordable housing. Truly affordable housing. <laughs> and, yes. and that is a major concern. And it's on the it's on everybody's lips. They they want to know what we're doing to or what we can do. Uh, and the counselors want to know what we, what can we do as counselors to help to make uh, to get some of these truly affordable housing uh, units into town. Uh, not an easy task. No. But again, uh, as we develop zoning and as we, you know, adjust zoning uh, as part of the master plan, though those housing questions that's where they belong mm -hmm. so then, uh so there's that guideline moving forward that other councils future councils will have an opportunity to go back and look at the master plan and say okay this is what they were looking to do over the next 10 years right and so uh you know and obviously any council every council has the ability to adjust uh, as they see fit, uh, but I think uh, I think really we have some we have a very aggressive work plan for the next two years, and uh, uh, but I think the council is ready and is uh, charging forward. I I applaud the master plan committee, um, Glenn Jones, Kobe Frangillo, uh, Melanie Hamblin. Uh, you know, they've done, uh, Pat Sheridan, they've done a great job uh, of putting these different committees together and keeping the energy level there to get the work done because it is painstaking work and it is very time consuming. So you need those people leading those committees and subcommittees uh, that have that desire and charge to get this job done mm -hmm. I, I believe we have right people doing that and i'm looking forward to their their final report yes well and we'll have plenty of time even before the final report because if i recall kind of the timeline they're in the next couple of months they're starting getting into kind of the outreach sessions so that they've got some draft goals or draft data pulled together. They'll be previewing that with the residents and uh, folks in various forums. And then they'll continue to fine tune. And then, yeah, then we'll get the draft, which right. by process, they have to present to the planning board and then to you. Both of you right. have to approve it before it goes to the state. So, yeah, yeah we've got a long way to go, but it's they a, certainly are doing all the grunt work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Steve. Yep. So, Another item on legislation for action, you uh, adjusted the ambulance fees with um, certainly uh, Chief McLaughlin and his team uh, look at that on a periodic basis to make sure we're in the right realm uh, comparative <laughs> to our neighbors. Exactly. Uh, just trying to make sure that we're competitive with with our neighbors, as well as making sure that we're covering what our costs are, uh, because, you know, if not, then it's got to come out of budget. And we know the budget constraints we're under and the challenges that we have budget wise over the next few years. So uh, Chief McLaughlin's done a great job over the last four or five years, 
making these adjustments and bringing these uh, charges into line so that uh, we're not missing something that we should be getting. So uh, this is something that we've done annually now for the last three years. So uh, last night was just another adjustment uh, to the ambulance fees. And, you know, in most cases, it's, it's an insurance thing anyway. So, right. And for chief benefit of the chief, because I also saw him today at the kind of the round of uh, Congressman Hawkins classes uh, tour visits, which we'll talk about that in a future session. But yeah. uh, he he also gives credit almost every time he talks that it's his team that does the work. Absolutely. He may have stood up before you and answered some questions, but he acknowledges it's his team that's doing the work, doing the analysis making it happen and kudos to them for that. And he talked highly of the the grant team. He's got, I think it's 12 to 15 people that are unofficially part of grants. And they're the ones who are putting forward the fire department grants all the time. And they are successful with that. It's amazing. It, it, it truly is amazing. And you're right, Steve. Uh, Chief McLaughlin's always giving his staff and his administrative team as well as uh, Every single firefighter, paramedic that's working for him, they do a great, they just do a great job. He's always the very first one to say, you know, it's not me, it's the team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no I in team and uh, he's he's really resembles that. Then you had a minor matter in regards to an acceptance of a parcel of land, not big land, but apparently will be used for uh, drainage and part of our water maintenance, water management system. Exactly. Uh, just a piece of property down off of Lincoln Street, off of Lucinda, I think, uh, at the end of uh, uh, that street onto Maple. Uh, there's just a, there was a piece of land that we needed to uh get some drainage into. So that was uh, something we did um, on Wednesday night as well. Yeah. So you had a little bit of variety. Certainly the healthy discussion was around the work plan and the goals, which albeit you're going to be spending an awful lot of time on them over the next <laughs> sessions as you go through the next two years anyway. For sure. For sure, Steve. And I thank you for uh, uh, certainly uh adjusting this session from Thursday to Friday because my physical therapist was beating up on me yesterday. So, <laughs> Well, that's important. You need that. You need yeah, to come uh, back because, you know, health is, is very true. important. Yeah. And I know you were out today uh, most of the day. Uh, there were a lot of counselors that were out. And we, I guess there were about 20, 20 or so people at the different sites with Congressman Auchincloss, who was here. Uh, for a, a site visit or a town visit, town visit yep. he does this occasionally, and uh, there he had four or five stops. And I know you've done, you have some video, you have some sound bites. So uh, I'm not yeah, going to step on anything here, no. but there's more to come. More uh, to come on that one. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Sure. Uh, the Snet Trail DPW uh, uh, pump station out there on Grove Street was the first stop. Then they were at the uh, new style, which is kind of a thorn in the side for a number, number of years. One of our favorite thorns. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to the fire department and 
Chief McLaughlin had his field day there. And of course, yeah. while we're having the session, an alarm goes off. So everybody got to watch as everybody jumped into their stuff and went out Away the door. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Then we went to the library and then uh, uh, President Elmore came to the library and then we walked over to Dean and uh, talked with uh, President Elmore a little bit over there. So there was yeah five good stops in Franklin. Uh, Franklin TV and radio have at least video and audio from four of them uh, due to complications. We missed that SNET trail piece, but, you know, that's okay. Yeah, there was enough, a little scheduling. Good stuff. Yeah, there was a little scheduling snafu. I'm not quite sure where it came, where it happened. But anyway, it, most everybody got caught up at one point. So. Yeah, and to your point in terms of the numbers, yeah, I think the largest crew was probably at the fire department uh yeah. station um there was a number of people at uh new style the library had a crew in terms of the overall certainly library staff felicia vicky earls spoke um and yeah. then there were others that would come for one or come for the other and yeah, yeah. it was a good gathering lots of good conversations and more to come <laughs> never, never a bad thing to have your congressman come to your community Absolutely. always a good thing for sure yeah. And it was it was and, and, and Congressman Auchincloss has been great about coming to the community and he's been very reachable. Uh, I know uh, Jeff Roy's done a uh, does a lot with uh, Congressman Auchincloss and uh, we appreciate the fact uh, that he comes to the community. In fact, he's the first one in a long time that came to a council meeting. Yes. So uh, uh, I can't remember. Never anyone in my tenure no, uh, no. came to a town uh, council meeting, but uh, Jake did, and that 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 really meant a lot. I know it meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to the town council, uh, and it should mean a lot to the community. Yes. Yeah, and that's one of the key things that, yeah, we've got issues we need to work, but I think we're in a very fortunate position of where we are with yeah. what we are able to accomplish with folks like you and Jamie and the entire other rest of the staff. We've talked about yeah. McLaughlin, but everybody, all the department heads, you know, to pull their weight as well. Yeah, without question. We have a great team. Uh, and it's a great community, and that's why we do what we do, Steve. I know that's why you do what you do. <laughs> that's why I do what I do, because I love my town. Right. And I, it's just a great place, great place to live, and great community, great people. Don't mind giving back to those kinds of scenarios ever. No, no this, is, this is not work when I can do this. No. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that sets us up. So thank you for taking time again out of your schedule and take care of those physical training things, you know, <laughs> you got to go back that's and do lot. some golfing sometime. <laughs> that, well, that's what I'm hoping for. If I could have picked a day in the year to have the surgery, the day after Christmas was the best day because it gets me ready for golf season and gets me ready for vacation the end of March and, mm -hmm. and uh, on the Virgin Islands. So I'm uh, the timing was perfect. I so. know it's good. Absolutely. Good. Well, thank you again. And to the listeners, to reinforce the point, I think we've just covered We do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? 
If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.